the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. Oh, you know I love this month because this is National Epilepsy Month. And I am all over that, and you all know why I am a person with epilepsy. I want to see changes for people with epilepsy. I want to see people with epilepsy included in society like everyone else and not be ashamed. And today, oh, we have two rock stars because I have two guests who I consider true leaders in America, Kristen Scotty and Bridget Green, both members of the National Epilepsy Foundation's Youth Council. And that youth council is going to make a difference in America. Kristen and Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you. you. Okay, so I'll let you go first, Krista, but I wanted to ask both of you a question. How about if you begin by telling our listeners throughout the world how you first became involved with the epilepsy community? Well, sure. Um, When I was a child, um, or actually a preteen, about 12 years old, I had a handful of seizures um, at my home. And the first thing that my mom did was contact our local epilepsy foundation. So through doing that, um, I got involved in the camping programs that we have here in Texas um, and was able to participate as a camper for um, a number of years and then went on to become a counselor. And then now I'm staff um, at the Epilepsy Foundation here in Texas. So um, my journey, I guess, with epilepsy has been a lot um, a lot different than, say, yours, Joyce, um, but I was able to become involved as a, as a volunteer and really um, learn some skills from that. And just taking one other minute, can you explain to our listeners what you do for the National Epilepsy Foundation as a staff member? Sure. Um, I am involved in, um, you mean as on the local level as a staff yes, member? Yes, right. Okay, great. Um, I'm the camp director here in the Epilepsy Foundation of Texas in Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and we run eight camps a year for children, teens, and adults with epilepsy. Um, we have family camps as well as um, camps for younger children. So we're able to really um, encourage these children, make it an all-encompassing atmosphere, and educate them as well as their families um, kind of about what they're dealing with. And I, I bet you really enjoy that, don't you? I do. It is, um, it's, it's been full circle for me, you know, being able to, well, starting out as a camper and then now being able to run um, the camp that I grew to love so much. Okay, and before I introduce this next young woman, Bridget Green, let me tell you, this young woman is a dynamo. They both are. It's just that I know Bridget so well because she is my mentee. I think the world of her, so proud of her. Bridget, tell everyone how you got involved. Thank you so much, Joyce. Um, Well, I was diagnosed in eighth grade with uh, juvenile myoclonic epilepsy, and um, I've always wanted to get involved with the community, but it was kind of conditioned 
with a stigma attached to really not discuss mm-hmm. epilepsy. So fortunately enough, my mom got me, helped me get an internship with the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, and I just did an internship with them and did um, a Camp Frog, which is sort of like the camp Kristen was talking about. So I, count, I did was a camp counselor, and then um, I did an internship with you, Joyce, and <laughs> just got really heavy-duty grassroots work with the Epilepsy Foundation. Learned a lot in that process. Yeah, so for those of you listening, understand both of these people got involved because, like me, they experienced epilepsy. And I always say, until you have a seizure, until you live with this, it's hard to understand no matter how much you explain it. Um, And that's why here they are out there trying to make a difference in America for young people with disabilities. And I I want to go to our first question, which was emailed in from Nebraska. And the question is for uh, either one of you to answer. Here's what the question is. Why do you think it is so hard to get young people who have epilepsy, such as members of my own family, to want to admit that they have epilepsy. Let me see. I can take part of that, um, Joyce. Um, I think that just from years past, there's such a stigma surrounding epilepsy um, that children weren't taught when they were young to um, to talk about it and that kind of thing. And I, I feel like what we're doing now um, is trying to, for one, eliminate that stigma, and for two, build advocates as a young age or at a young age. So I feel like um, children dealing with epilepsy maybe 20 years ago, I mean, even 10 years ago, um, and as you can see with the, you know, adults now that, that aren't willing to share that, they weren't taught that this is not who they are. Um, they're taught that, you know, just from years ago about things with epilepsy. So um, I think that it's it's mostly the stigma, um, and, and whether that starts with, you know, education in schools and what we're trying to do now is stop that stigma so that, you know, a couple years down the road, five, ten years, that everyone dealing with epilepsy is going to be able to, just like you, Joyce, you know, shout it everywhere you go. Um, so that's, that's, I guess, my take on that. Uh, well, we're, we're going to talk more about this, but before we do, I know we have a caller on the line. Judy, are you on the line? Hello. Do we do we have do we have a caller on the line? I'm here. Joyce, oh, Judy, can you hear me? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, well, this is Judy Painter, <laughs> who is absolutely phenomenal. She is the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, and uh, really knows what it's like because she's worked so long with families. Judy, go ahead. We have Kristen and Bridget Green on the phone. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing? Good, Judy. How are you? Thanks, Judy. Good. Um, I was just interested, you know, in the email, and as you know, I, I celebrated my 20th anniversary here at the Epilepsy Foundation, and I remember the calls that I got uh, when I first, uh, you know, started working here because I was a one-person office, and I got all the calls from people, and, uh, you know, people would try to say to me, well, that really isn't still a stigma attached to epilepsy, and I'd say, well, yes, there is, because people would call and ask me to send them information, but not to put my return address on it. 
Oh. Uh, because they didn't want anybody to know that they were getting information from the Epilepsy Foundation. And uh, there's still a lot of prejudice uh, uh, towards people with epilepsy. You know, I had a nurse, I remember a nurse calling me saying that she had a seizure at the office and uh, and, and she was let go. Uh, she didn't have a driver's license. Uh, uh, and I think that, that sense of loss of control, uh, people don't know what's going to happen to them. And even people like you, yourself, Joyce, and... Uh, you know, Mark Nini, for instance, uh, never wanted to talk about epilepsy until Tony really sort of brings people out of the closet on this issue. And I'm so happy for that because when we see people like you and Bridget and Kristen, um, you know, and, you know, people like Nick Cardella, who I talked about uh, in, when we were talking about Alan Fanica, you know, he said his doctor told him never, ever to mention it to anyone. And this was. 40 years ago, said, never, ever tell anyone that you have epilepsy. And he said, you know, Judy, it's hard growing up feeling like you're a freak. And, this, and these are the kind of myths that were perpetuated uh, over the years with people with epilepsy, never wanting to call, use the word epilepsy or, or, or you know, only saying seizure disorders. So I, I'm so glad that you have uh, Bridget and Kristen on to talk about this. So how are you... I know Bridget very well, and, and she's worked at the Epilepsy Foundation. I was just wondering, uh, you know, some of the steps that you're taking in, in order to, I know the, about the Youth Council, and we're putting, getting one together for, for Pittsburgh. Is that happening all over the country? Um, I can take part of that, too. Um, we, we did hand out, or the national organization handed out 11 grants to um, to affiliates throughout the country, and they were given out previously this year to start youth councils. We also know um, that a handful of affiliates have also started youth councils without the help of our grants. Mm-hmm. So, um, there, you know, the councils across the country are very diverse at this time. So, some are, you know, in the beginning stages, they might have two or three young people involved, um, or they might be large, similar to um, our structure, and are starting to implement new and innovative programs. So we're hoping to kind of conduct a survey um, later this year to figure out, you know, exactly how many we've got going. But we do know that um, that 11, at least, are, are really starting to delve into this um, and and do what we need to be doing. Right. We're starting our first youth council. We have our first meeting on November the 20th. This Thursday, yep. Yeah, hey. so uh, looking forward. To be, and we, we've been in touch with at least 120 young people. That's amazing. Oh, that is good. Right, and That's we have uh, we have someone young, Jordan Hines, working in our office who also has epilepsy, and you know he's uh, very good with Facebook. So yeah, um, yeah. we're we're trying to get uh, we're, you know we're using technology. We're doing we're going the Obama route. Well, yeah, that's the right route to go. <laughs> because people like me don't really even think of those things first, but he right. has been. So it's working out. That's good. You know what, Judy? Whenever I'm the chair, I got to tell you now. I want to see those national youth councils in every affiliate. I think that would be a great idea. I because that, that, using that, their 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 energy and yes. uh, to bring them, uh, and then they're so much more willing to talk about it. Right, that's right, and to stand up to mm-hmm. make a difference, no doubt about it. We see the power of young people, as you just said, by the recent election. That's exactly right. If it were not for the young people, uh, it would have been a different outcome. Yes. So, you know, people that have ignored young people 
need to realize what a mistake they've been making. And in addition to that, these are our future leaders. This is where it is. This is what we need. Um, and when, what Judy was just saying, you know, if you're listening to the show today, listen, you've got to use MySpace, got to use Facebook. You're going to have to learn how to do these things because that's where all the youth are. That's where the whole, you know, Really, that's where everything is moving to, even corporations when they're advertising. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things are just changing so fast. Uh, but one thing that hasn't changed yet is ending that stigma, and that's what we've got to do. Judy, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much, Joyce. Thank you so much, uh, Bridget. And, Chris, I'm very proud of you and all the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And Judy Painter has been just an absolutely phenomenal leader in this area, doing so many things right. But we're going to take a break for a minute. Then we'll be back. We'll be back to talk to our two new leaders in America, Kristen Scotty and Bridget Green, working with the National Epilepsy Foundation's Youth Council. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability does matter at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, what a great show. We're talking to Bridget Green and Kristen Scotty who are both members of the National Epilepsy's Youth Council. And I want to take just one minute and thank you. I really want to thank all my listeners. You know, we had a phenomenal ratings in August and in September, and I know it's because of the loyalty of this community, the disability community, so dedicated to education and to helping 
in the area of advocacy. Thank you so much. I want to make sure you know how much that means to me. And here we are now with two young people that are being leaders in America, Kristen and Bridget, who have been talking about epilepsy. And I wanted to ask uh, you, Kristen, with the National Youth Council, could you tell our listeners, do you have a mission? Do you have like a mission statement or do you have a goal? What is the mission? We sure do. Um, we actually have a mission statement we came up with and also a definition of leadership that um, would be great to share. Let me Go right this. ahead. Um, we exist to create programs, services, and networks that connect all youth and to encourage young people affected by epilepsy to empower themselves. So that is, um, that's the, I guess, the broad mission statement. Um, for the Youth Council, but within that, we came up with a definition of leadership with our first ever National Leadership Conference um, in Dallas this past September. And so our definition of a leader, kind of within the epilepsy movement, is an open-minded individual who is passionate for the cause of the Epilepsy Foundation that connects the vision and mission of the Epilepsy Foundation and the Youth Council to motivate others for a social profit through education, social involvement, and empowerment. So those are those are two things that we're we're working with um, to kind of help our process. Well, that is awesome. What do you think about that, Bridget? Isn't it amazing? It sounds yes. so simple, but it took us about a day, an intense day, to to make sure that everyone agrees. And I just want to commend Kristen and Liz Goldberg on just always doing everything with the Youth Council, always bringing it back to follow the mission. It just it shows the leadership style and that they're really dedicated to the cause of advocacy. Yes. Actually, Bridget, you mentioned uh, Liz Goldberg, Elizabeth Goldberg. Here she was. She was our first leader and really, really told the board of directors when we got her on board how, you know, we needed to do more to create, avenues for young people, you know, for them to be able to speak up and have quality of life and do what everyone else does. Um, And she was, of course, the head originally of this National Youth Council. I just wanted to ask you, in your opinion, Bridget, what impact did she make on the National Youth Council? She really, um, what I appreciate about Liz is the tone she set. She set a tone that we're here to, you know, improve lives. We're not here for a resume booster. We're here to improve lives. And she really implemented that, implemented that in every meeting that we've had. Um, Liz is, of course, an individual with epilepsy who's very proud of that. And, I mean, just as being the first leader, she was given nothing and created an amazing counsel from it. She was there create, um, comparing personalities, working with the National Foundation, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to stand up to the National Council and say, listen, you guys aren't doing this. You're not hearing us, you know. And it's the respect that we have we have for her, it's just you can't even put words on this. Liz has done so much. She's an amazing leader, an amazing advocate. Um, we are just so lucky to have her be our first chair. Yes, she is an amazing person, and and she is a tremendous leader. I just want to mention that, you know, she was there at the um, many of the uh, proceedings for the Americans with Disabilities Amendments Act, Mm -hmm. and we were so proud to have her speak there for us. Um, But in addition to that, I want to mention that just a few weeks ago, Bridget Green, who's on the phone, was quoted 
in the New York Times on an article about Alan Fanica, who now plays with the New York Jets and is a person with epilepsy. And the very first person that emailed me to make sure I saw that article about Bridget was Elizabeth Goldberg. So that's just how she is. She's just so dedicated to each one mm-hmm. of us. She's it's we miss her. <laughs> how about you, Kristen? What what do, you, what do you think impact she's had? Well, she, you know, I mean, as a trailblazer, I mean, she, the the National Foundation, um, you know, showed a need for youth involvement, um, and without even batting an eye, Elizabeth said, "Okay, you know, okay, what what? How can you all help me, you know, in this?" And was able to, I mean, just build up really from scratch um, within the affiliates and within everyone, and really help us stand out as not just youth with epilepsy or youth without epilepsy getting involved, but um, I guess make us a powerhouse within the organization and really um, was able to let everyone know how important that this is. So we, you know, and like Bridget said, setting a tone. You know, we came in um, and Elizabeth was gung-ho about all of us, you know, in business attire, you know, and mm-hmm. and not, you know, casual outfits, what we were used to, but we this was a business for us, and this was um, just so important for us to get things done. So that's what I think that she, she just solely contributed to our group. Yeah, that is awesome, and she is like that. Um, and, Elizabeth, I just want to tell you I am proud of you and what you did to get everything started for us. Speaking of this, Kristen, how many of these uh, um, National Youth Councils do we have at the affiliate offices? You well, were talking about that earlier. Yeah, well, um, like I said, we gave out 11 grants. So we're, we know that those 11 um, affiliates are using, you know, using those grants as starting their youth councils. So um, we're, we believe there's about 15 or more. Um, I know that, you know, Kansas didn't get a grant, but they're, in the middle of, you know, forming their youth council and a couple of other places. So we're hoping by the end of the year we've got a, a really good chunk of our affiliates um, working so, with So us. we have approximately 15 right now? Yes. Now, are, are those 15 operating? Um, some. And like I said, I know that here in Texas we're, we're kind of on the ground floor of starting our own here. So um, we do, we have, you know, a small network of young people and we're kind of in the process of implementing some programs and some new ideas that, that they can work with us on, you know, as well as they're doing the same. So um, I think everybody's kind of in their own, their own stages. Um, mm-hmm. And so hopefully we can, we can survey people and kind of gauge where everyone's, everyone's at within the next year or so. Well, we have a really interesting question for both of you here from a uh, Matt in Tennessee, and this is what it is. Uh, for both of you, I know that you work with this Youth Council for the Epilepsy Foundation. What would you do if you had a young person who would not at times take their medicine if they were at an event that was a sleepover type event because they do not want anyone to know they have epilepsy? I think every individual with epilepsy in their teenage years or even young adult has felt that way. I can relate to that question. Um, Many sleepovers, you just don't want to be the odd man out. Um, If there is 
that big of a fear for people to know that you have epilepsy or you have to take medicine. Just do what I know a lot of people who have disabilities do. Just say you're going to the bathroom and bring your medicine to the bathroom and take your medicine in the bathroom. Um, it's unfortunate, though. We see that there's a stigma and there's a fear that's attached with the young community that we do need to reach out to that there's a level of fear with acceptance that needs to be addressed. Um, but there's many ways to get people to um, take their medicine. Just I would have them talk about the pros and cons, to be honest. Like, what's going to happen? What's, more sc what's scarier for you, to have a seizure in front of your friends or go to the bathroom and take your medicine? Absolutely. You know, Bridget, this is what I'm thinking of. If you don't want anyone to know, the only comment I want to make they're going to know because you're going to probably have a seizure, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they are going to know. I mean, that would never be my, I would, I would never, ever suggest that. As Elizabeth said, if you have to take this privately, of course, that's up to you. But I would just hope that, you know what, that you get over it. Yeah. Because if you would see these two dynamic young ladies on the phone, you would understand what I mean. Get over it. Kristen, what do you want to say about that? Um, well, I think that Bridget just, you know, hit the nail on the head that um, there's there's one thing with, like, we're trying to do is build advocates and empower young people with epilepsy, but I feel like, um, you know, first off, they need to take control of their care. Um, so, you know, if you're not at that point where you can um, speak out like we can, you know, and, and talk to people and um, advocate for yourself, you know, the first step, you know, is taking care of yourself. So whether that means you have to go in the restroom, you know, and take your medication, then do it. Um, and, and hopefully with that, you become empowered because you are taking care of yourself. So I think that that was, um, I think that's the first step. Yeah, absolutely take the medicine. I mean, that that would not even be an option. Right. Because that is the worst thing you could do. You could have be like me. You know, and this was, of course, before I knew I had epilepsy, and I had an accident where I almost lost my life. So that would, should never be the choice that you make. But, you know, I wonder, what is it that young people do to other young people to make them be so afraid like that? Bridget, what is it? I It's the fear of the unknown, and it all goes back, in my opinion, to to bully, to being bullies or being a victim of a bully. Um, just the individual of being a bully itself has so many issues of fear and needing the sense of power and insecurity that they take it out. And, I mean, having a disability can put you in a very vulnerable state. And being a victim of a bully, I personally think that it can just, eat you up, and if the bully knows that you can't, you don't have the strength yet to empower yourself and fight back with knowledge, then I think you just become a victim in that fear of everybody knowing that you have epilepsy and the stigma that can be attached with epilepsy, although incorrect, um, can just shut a person down and not many people, as I said before, Although there's 2.5 million individuals with epilepsy in the United States, not many people talk about it. And 
there's the sense of feeling alone, which is also another reason to get the affiliates to have youth councils because these kids need to know that they're not alone. Yeah, and the um, one thing I want to tell all of you listening, remember, the bully, the bully is not cool. That person is not cool. If that happens to you, always remember that that person is not cool. You have to work to get friends that are true friends. True friend accepts you no matter what. And with that, we're going to go back to break, and then we'll be right back if you if you have anything to do. If you know anyone with epilepsy, pick up the phone and call them and have them listen to this show with Bridget Green and Kristen Scotty. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability does matter at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at foreignlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we have as our guests today Bridget Green and Kristen Scotty from the National Epilepsy Foundation's Youth Council. And they are two awesome young women standing up, being advocates, working to make a difference. You know, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, bullying and how people are put down. I wanted to ask you, Bridget, uh, as an obstacle... Would you, what would you say is the number one issue that young people with epilepsy deal with? 
A lot of it, I don't think it could be one obstacle. It depends, I think, what stage of life you're in. Um, Elementary school and secondary school, obviously bullying and just the understanding of what epilepsy is. Um, People have asked me if I was going to die from it, and I mean, it's, it's obvious there for me that there's a lot of knowledge that needs to be produced. Um, in post-secondary, it's learning how to advocate for yourself and also with employment. But we also see in with employment, there's the bullying in employment also. So it's going to, bullying is in each, in each stage, but there's no one obstacle that an individual with epilepsy is going to face. But I do think there needs to be some sort of sessions on understanding bullying and why it's done and how to fight back with knowledge, not physical, but with knowledge and about epilepsy and about the individual itself. So, How about you? What do you think, Christian? Um, I, I agree with, with Bridget on all of those with the youth and post-secondary, but also with our adults and um, I think living independently and being, um, and I, I mean, I think that that starts with when you are, you know, a young person living with epilepsy, say, in elementary school. And it starts with your parent interaction and um, and how your, I guess, how your self-esteem is dealing dealing with that. Because I know um, we deal with plenty of adults that um, are able to live independently. Um, Bridget and Elizabeth and you, Joyce, you know, and then we also deal with a lot that they never had that, boost when they were younger or they, they didn't have a person or a mentor in their life to be able to um, to teach them how to do that. So uh, mm-hmm. I just, I think that, that the independent skills um, are a big issue and obstacle for people. Yeah. Yes, I do too. I think that is an obstacle. Uh, uh, just as um, Bridget said, it depends what stage of life, what you're going through. But you know what? The independence, the self-esteem that is always an issue just because of this stigma, sometimes pity, you know, or the way the person's treated. You know, so many things come into play here that can really have an impact on young people. What I was talking about while we were on break is that Bridget has been to one of these Bender Leadership Academies where we train high school students with disabilities about the world of work. And what always amazes me it's from when, when I first meet them. I'm only with them for maybe four hours, and all you have to do is empower people. And when you empower them and they know you mean it, it is amazing what can happen. Because the one class I was just at, by the end of the class, you know, these students were ready to have an anti-bullying campaign at their school and stand up and say, hey, I have a disability and I'm not ashamed. But see, this is the whole problem, is you have to get involved and know other people, and there goes why you need a national youth council. Exactly. You know, if you don't know other people with epilepsy and you're a young person, you'll start thinking all kinds of crazy things, and you'll also think you're the only person that has experienced it until you meet other people. Uh, Kristen. One good example of that that I wanted you to talk to our listeners about is the Kids Speak Up program. Could you tell them about that for a minute? Right. Um, The Kids Speak Up program is a program through the national office, and it's part of um, the annual Public Policy Institute where affiliates um, from across the country are invited to nominate children from their service area and their families to come to Washington, D.C., and 
And I, I believe the main focus of Kids Speak Up is to teach these children how to tell their story. Um, just like Bridget and I have different stories about how we became involved in our experiences with epilepsy, um, you know, so does everyone with epilepsy. And so the one of the first things we need to be able to do is talk about our experiences. So we go through... Um, you know, a process of talking about um, legislation and talking about government and that kind of thing so that these children are comfortable speaking with their um, congressmen and women and their legislators and talking about, you know, what we need as the Epilepsy Foundation. But, you know, the second reason they're there is to give them that empowerment. So to give them um, a voice that they're able to take back into their community and they're able to talk to their teachers and, um, you know, give a presentation about epilepsy or contact their local affiliate and have them come out, you know, and, and help advocate for themselves. So that's the biggest thing that, um, that I think kids speak up is we're building advocates. So hopefully, you know, these people, they're not going to struggle throughout their life of trying to find their voice. We can help we can help them find their voice. And so that's, that's what Kids Speak Up does. And it is phenomenal. It really is phenomenal because, as, as Krista mentioned here, all these young people with epilepsy, with their parents all across the United States, going to Washington, D.C. to have meetings, but then to go meet their congressman, their senator, whomever it may be. And if you want to know more about that, go to epilepsyfoundation.org and you can find out about the Kids Speak Up uh, program and the Policy Institute, but it is just so awesome. And by the way, the last time I was there, everyone was telling me about bullying. Were you at that, Kristen? Yes, I was at dinner. Do you remember that? Do you remember yes. that? That was I mean, uh, that was the main topic of conversation. I couldn't believe how many young people raised their hand and went to a microphone right. and talked publicly in front of adults, their parents, everyone, without any pre-planning. No one knew I was going to ask that question. I was amazed. Weren't you, Kristen? It, yeah, I mean, we know that it happens, and we know it goes on. And, um, you know, and plenty of kids are bullied for other things in school, too, but I did not expect that, you know, 95% of that room or 100% of that room um, was going through the exact same thing, and I, I think it was very powerful for them to look around. And not only are they not alone, you know, with dealing with epilepsy, but with, with that issue as well. Yeah. And, I mean, they're talking about people calling them seizure freaks, seizure dog, or spitting on them or making right. fun of their diet, all kinds of things. It, it really was overwhelming and very overwhelming to um, even all the board of directors, to be honest with you. Right. So, you know, that just, I don't know. I often wonder what happens at the schools. I can't understand how people don't see all of this that goes on, or the question is do they see it? Or do they ignore it? Just That's what I mean. And right. And, do you and I, do anything about it? I think, too, if, if the child, um, you know, for one, teachers might not see it. Um, I don't know how they can't you know, but they might not. And I think for children who are so afraid and feel so alone, they're not going to talk about it. You know, they're not going to stand up for themselves. Um, so I think that's that's the main issue with bullying as well. It could also be they just don't admit that they're getting bullied because it's one less right. party they could go to. I mean, it might not even be 
physical abuse that they're getting, but it could be just emotional and mental abuse that if you tell on me for making fun of you, then you're not going to get invited to so-and-so's party. And I mean, as ridiculous as some may see that, social life is a huge part of high school and, you know, being a young adult. And just little comments like that can really shut a person down and just make them very quiet and, you know, just not want to speak out against anything. And it's something that we just have to reach out even more so to those individuals and help them understand if you're treated like this, do not call this person a friend at all. Because trust me, if a friend is someone who's going to be there, you know, doing everything seizure first aid for you and talking a 504 plan out with the, um, with the people from the ambulance and not the ones calling you names, making sure they're going to be the ones making sure you're okay after your seizure. It's just there's a big difference. Social life is everything for some kids, and it's, it's, it's hard to watch this happen and sit back and just not have kids understand that being called names and having their epilepsy be a reason from the party is, from being invited to a party is, is very scary for me just to know that it's just reemphasizing the fact that they may feel different and their epilepsy is causing them to be different. That's right. Yeah, and something I think that we do have to really keep in mind here is what Bridget is saying. The power in school of of this peer pressure is overwhelming. It really is overwhelming. You, I mean, there are young people in this country who are committing suicide over bullying. So trust me, it is overwhelming. I want you to make sure you listen to Bridget's words, that if someone makes fun of you in school, if someone is even a bystander while other people make fun of you in school, they are not a friend. A true friend loves you and sticks with you no matter what. Never forget that. So if you ever say, oh, I'm going to lose my friends if they find out about my epilepsy, I'm going to say, then they were never your friends to begin with. And with that, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back to close the show with Bridget Green and Kristen Scotty from the National Epilepsy Foundation Youth Council. This is Joyce Bender celebrating Epilepsy Month on Voice America. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. 
All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We have two dynamic young women on today, Bridget Green and Christine Scotty. They are with the National Epilepsy Foundation with the Youth Council, and we're so happy to have both of them with us on the show today. Um, Kristen and Bridget, so what final advice do you have for students with epilepsy that are being really, really, truly bullied at school big time? Um, Bridget, how about you? First off, I would, um, I would honestly, just for yourself, start keeping track of every time you are bullied because a lot of it's going to turn into some he said, she said, and just present proof. Because once you have proof that, you know, okay, well, at 10.30 I got pushed down the hall and was called seizure freak, then what's a principal really going to do? He's going to have to take action. And I would say just tell, you know, lean on your friends, your true friends, and tell the principal, report it, and also lean on your affiliate that's close to you in your um, city or state, wherever you're at, just really get education to even implement into the schools. Say, listen, just because I have seizures does not mean I'm any different. I can perform at your level. I can participate in the, in the sports that you participate in. I am no different from you. And I would just have them, you know, be as comfortable as they can, start talking to themselves in the mirror saying, I have epilepsy, and, you know, tell their story, tell their story to their parents, even though they lived it with them, tell their story to their friends, just tell your story so you get comfortable hearing yourself say it. How about you, Kristen? Um, I mean, I would also, on top of, you know, what Bridget says, is don't be afraid to talk to your parents. Um, don't be afraid to tell them what you're going through. I mean, if you... If you don't talk to them, they don't know. They don't know how to help you. Um, you know, as well as contacting your local foundation, you know, that's in your local area, there's programs that are set in place um, to help educate students and faculty about seizures and proper first aid. Um, and they don't have to say your name. You know, they don't have to, it doesn't have to be anything about you. Um, it could just be an education program for your school for people to, to understand and become a little bit more compassionate about, um, about seizures and what's going on. And we, we can certainly use someone with more passion. Listen, I want to tell you what one person did at a school that was being bullied because of uh, Tourette's syndrome. What he did is he worked out a deal with the school so that he could speak in different classes and say, this is Tourette's syndrome, this is what I have, and explained this to every class. And it empowered him so much that he got to the place where Actually, you know, people were making fun of him. He didn't care anymore, and he didn't know. But it did educate a lot of people and change the way people thought at the school. And the only way you can do that is when you are empowered enough to speak up. 
You know, I know it's hard if you're with people that are terrible. I understand that. But then you need to get new friends, and either at your church or synagogue or um, different community organizations, whatever it is, you need to get out there and you need to make some new friends. You've got to get friends. You've got to get people behind you. That you know that that our and as Bridget said, you've got to document what's going on. So Kristen and Bridget, now you both here you are in this youth council, and I know you both love doing this. But I, I want to ask you. I ask everyone these last two questions. We'll start with you, Kristen. What would you say is your proudest accomplishment so far um, in in the national youth council? Right. I I think that. You know, the, the switch, I guess, from, from Elizabeth Goldberg being the chair to myself, I'm, I'm proud that we've been able to sustain, um, to sustain the momentum that Elizabeth set forth, or set forth, you know, and, and also to, um, you know, to start, to start branching out. But, um, I guess, too, the Kids Speak Up program. Uh, for me, you know, kind of wherever I am, it's the building advocates, you know, helping people learn to advocate for themselves. So for me, it's been involvement in, in Kids Speak Up. Uh, and that is such a great program. I love that program so much. I actually have been going to that for years um, I, because I just always enjoyed it so much. Right. How, how about you, uh, Bridget? What are you proudest of? My proudest moment um, was actually last year at the National Walk. I was on a panel for... Um, just talking to the youth um, about epilepsy, and this one girl was talking, and she just broke down and just talked about her struggles, and she had a learning disability on top of epilepsy, and a girl from the back said, oh, me too, and she says, and it's so hard to explain to teachers that it's my medicine and not because I'm stupid. And the girl in the back said, oh, me too. And so she sat up and just took the girl's head who was crying, put it on her shoulder, and said, I'm here for you. And that just, that moment right there, like Liz and I looked at each other, I started tearing up. It was just such a powerful moment just to see people connect based on their epilepsy, based on their struggles, and just really show support. These girls did not know each other's names, did not know each other's history, but the underlying support and and just empathy for each other and understanding where they were coming from was, it had me in tears. It was so powerful, and that just reinforced everything that I do was that moment right there. What a moment, huh? What a moment. What a moment. I mean, things like that are something you will never forget, ever, for the rest of your life. You will not forget that. Uh, I mean, because I know how I feel when something like that happens, but, boy, even seeing them in that classroom do that is unbelievable, at that event, I mean. Okay, well, one last question here before I ask my last question from a Tommy in Philadelphia is this. Tell me, do you think that in the next few years it could be possible that people will talk freely about being a person with epilepsy? Joyce, I think that if we keep doing what we're doing um, and if we keep bringing in youth from across the nation, that that is a possibility. Um, I think that years ago, um, even that statement 
you know, wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't have even been heard. But um, I feel like the, the momentum that we have and the momentum that our affiliates have and um, and just all of the support, I think that that, that is possible, and, um, and I think it will happen. What do you think, Bridget? I, I hope it will happen. I think we're going to need to continue to do a lot of work with the affiliates and the foundation, and we're going to need a lot a lot of people just like you, Joyce, and Tony Quello and Alan Fanick is saying, look at all I have accomplished, and on top of that, I am a person with epilepsy, and I am proud. And having, you know, you three powerful and smart and intelligent individuals saying that is so empowering for us, and I think we need more people to step up, you know, step up and say, I am a person with epilepsy, and I'm proud. I mean, Joyce, you worked a whole summer with me on just saying, you know, I'm a woman with epilepsy by little things like posters all on my desk. But um, I hope that one day it can be talked about and in a positive light and people understand that many successful people have had epilepsy. It hasn't hindered any of any achievements whatsoever. Um, I hope, I honestly agree with Kristen, and I hope that one day we can talk about epilepsy as just a regular conversation, just talk about the struggles and just learn at the strength that everybody with epilepsy has to overcome the obstacles that the disability gives. Oh, me too. And the only way we could do that is if we keep doing what we're doing right now, speak up, speak out. That's the only way we can do this. Um, I wanted to ask both of you the final question, which is, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today. How about you, Kristen? Um, well, I, I think that whatever you or your family member or your friends um, are dealing with, whatever disability, that we need to focus on the positive in your life. Um, I, I think that the person that you present to people is the person that they're going to remember. So if you present yourself as a person with a handicap, people are going to treat you as that person, as a handicapped person. Um, but if you come into a room as a strong, smart, you know, charismatic young man or woman who just happens to be dealing with some things, uh, taking medication, you know, that, that type of thing, um, then that's how they're going to see you. So, I mean, as, as soon as we can wrap our minds around the positive things and, um, and our accomplishments, you know, that's, that's what's really going to change perception. So that's, that's just what I want to leave everybody with. Bridget? Um, I agree a lot with Kristen, just have the right mindset. I tell people all the time um, with all disabilities that you've come this far in your life with your disability. Think of all the really hard times that you've had and reflect on that. And just think of how much stronger you are as an individual for being where you are now and overcoming each obstacle. Do not give up because you've found a bump in the road really reflect and understand that you are a very strong individual to live each day to the fullest with a disability, and that's that's a feat that many people could not do, you know? Oh, what great words of wisdom from two great young women, and I want to say we always end the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. So today it just has to be Tony Quello who says, when you get a chance to take the podium Speak up. And that's what it's all about. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. 
See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.